we want to welcome all of you to a very special feature on Growing Young Avenues here in the Southwestern Territory. And uh, this is a broad scope and overview in a six-part series to give you the, the general outline of how the journey has taken process from the division all the way down to the local level. And today we have very special guests with us, uh, Pastor Alan Martin from the Younger, Younger Generation Church of the Arlington 7th Avenue Church. He's a teaching pastor there, also the point person for the Growing Young Avenues for North American Division. Then we have Pastor Alton DeMores, who is the Vice President of Ministries at Southwestern Union. And we have Pastor Carlos Craig, the President of Texas Conference. Thank you for being here. Um, Thank you. And we just want to appreciate the efforts that you have been making to make this journey a reality in our ministry context. And to start off our conversation, we're going to begin with Pastor Martin here, as he is known to be the point person and the, the I guess, the ignition of which this journey, the grassroots journey of Growing Young Avenue has taken, has place, taken place. So the first question is, how were you exposed to the research and the book of Growing Young, and how did you uh, navigate the process of making this something that could be a grassroots initiative within the local Seventh Avenue Church? Justin, thank you so very much for having me today. I'm super excited to be here and to be able to talk a little bit about how Growing Young Adventists got started. Mm -hmm. Actually, it predates the book coming out. Mm. Um, the North American Division, and we've had this research for a long time, and we've, we've really looked seriously at the situation where our young adults are leaving the church when they graduate from high school. They also, many of them, graduate from church. Mm -hmm. So this is something that the research has shown us for literally half a century. Mm. Um, we had just completed some work that we did with the Barna Group in regards to the Adventist Millennial Study. Mm. And there again, we were listening carefully to the voices of young adults. Mm -hmm. Right on, literally on the tip of us completing that research and beginning to share it across the division, um, Fuller Youth Institute began their research and they actually asked, in dialogue amongst researchers, we always try to help one another out. So we were helping them beta test their growing young assessment mm -hmm. in my local congregation. Mm. And so as we were looking at this research, we're saying, wow, the things that we've been talking about, whether it's Roger Dudley or Value Genesis, youth directors, Pathfinder directors, what we've been saying about this, this, this cliff where young people were leaving the church, we were excited about this new research coming out from Fuller Youth Institute, talking about not just the problem, which we all know what the problem is, okay? We've heard all about the problem. Mm -hmm. But it was actually doing research as to what they call exemplar research, mm -hmm. where they were investigating what are the characteristics that help young people stay vibrantly active, intentionally involved in that local church. Yes. So as they did their research and they were finding these characteristics that were core, we were thrilled to be a part of kind of the, even before the book was getting out, to be able to look at the growing young research that was being done for, by Fuller Youth Institute. I see, I see. Um, to what certain extent were you able to kind of take in the the predating research and what was confirmed through also another rigorous four to five years of research by Fuller Youth Institute and recognized that this is a maybe a tipping point for a grassroots journey to take place within the local Seventh Avenue Church. Okay, yeah. so th this is, I appreciate the question Justin, this is not rocket science, okay? Mm -hmm. So Value Genesis, Roger Dudley, the research that we did with the Barna Group in regards to Adventist Millennials, each one of these young adult groups were saying they were having this cold 
unwelcoming experience in the local setting. And Pastor Carlos has preached about this many times. Uh, we, we've, we've heard this research. Now, I know it's not rocket science, but on one side, people were saying, these are the reasons our young people are leaving the church. Mm -hmm. What Fuller Youth Institute did was the inverse. They asked, why are young people staying in the church? Mm -hmm. So whereas we are seeing that this is the problem, we have cold churches, unwelcoming churches, potentially judgmental and hypocritical churches, some, the exemplar research was saying, well, what are the reasons why young people are staying in the church? And they were saying, well, the young people are staying in warm churches, <laughs> welcoming churches, yeah. non-judgmental churches. Yeah. So, you know, I think that at some point we get a bit of problem and, and, and issue fatigue where we're hearing this is the problem, this is the problem, this is the problem. So when ex the exemplar research of Fuller came out, it's like, oh, this is something our church can do, yes. as opposed to what is our church doing poorly, or what is the places where we're getting a bad report card on, what are the things that we can do? Mm. And so that really created a lot of energy in regards to us looking at this research, and I just had to get in touch with my division colleagues. I said, listen, we've been studying the problem for over 50 years. Mm -hmm. This is offering solutions based on qualitative and quantitative research as to what churches can do, and that's how we began to birth Growing Young Adventists. So we got a variety of people to come and be a part of listening to how to share and speak about the six commitments. Yes. We looked at the research, we spent time talking about our own context, built great relationships with our colleagues at, at Fuller Youth Institute, and that's kind of how it birthed in 2016. Mm -hmm. Practitioners, local pastors like myself, youth directors, administrators saying, this is something that can really benefit the church. And I wanna make this sure we put this out there because this is a place where a lot of people say, oh, that's a great thing that you're putting together here, but it's not about us, it's growing young. Mm. The reality of what was found in the research mm. is that the vitality of local churches, not just great youth programs mm -hmm. or great music that is geared towards a particular generation or genre, but it is vital, vibrant, warm communities of multiple generations mm. that draw young people, mm -hmm. okay? We've known that as the solution, but now the research was affirming it for us. Mm -hmm. And so I wanna make sure as we have this conversation, especially for those that are signing on, and say, oh, well, I'm in stewardship, or oh, I'm, I'm in treasury, this really doesn't, no. We found across the board, and even in your story when you were in Atlanta, mm -hmm. that when a church is vibrantly growing together, mm -hmm. therefore not only growing older, we're all growing older, these gentlemen, I think, oh, myself, are all growing older. Well, you know, that's a whole other podcast, right? Yeah. Right? But we're chronologically growing older, but the way that our congregations can continue to grow young and more vibrant is being an attraction point where Jesus is lived out in the life of that local community. And young families, children, and youth are drawn into the very core of that church life. Yeah. Right? I want to actually make sure that everyone knows this, that there was an invitation that was sent out to various practitioners mm -hmm. and yeah. youth directors and ministerial directors and uh, the, the inter-demographic you know, of, of the church leaders to be part of this journey. The first cohort that was put on by Florida Youth Institute, uh, can you just tell us briefly about how important that first summit experience was for our church leaders and how that could, could, could have potentially served as a catalyst for what we're experiencing today. Well, and the beauty of it is, is that at that first summit that we gathered together, first off, it helped us understand as an Adventist family, 
we not only have youth directors here, we have local church pastors, we have young adults, we have chaplains, we have a variety of individuals that have multiple disciplines. And it allowed us, maybe, quite honestly, maybe for the first time to have an interagency, inter-organizational inter collaboration, mm. okay? And so one of the things that we find in the research is that if we stay in our little silo of specialty, we don't get to know other individuals for whom we're working collaboratively with um, and without that relationship, we can oftentimes go in divergent vectors. Mm -hmm. So when we gathered together and we had time, and, and when we say a summit, it's not them you know, didactically teaching us. It was actually a time for us to build team and build relationship and to dream. Right. Um, some of the best times were around meals, as, right. as it is always the case, right? Yes. But we began to see, you know, we love this church so much, and we recognize full well that at the local church setting, we're we're growing older and grayer, mm. right? Well, I mean, you can look at any of our congregations. In many of our ethnic churches, they're recognizing that the first-generation immigrant um, population is staying closely loyal to the church, but the second and third generations are, are falling away from the local church setting. And so we all had this shared passion. And I have to say that, you know, one of the things, in addition to the food, probably the best part of the food was that the Holy Spirit really helped us to really communicate in ways of which, man, what would our church be like mm. if every generation found the church to be the best place to grow all generations yes. together? Yes. And so those began to be the questions. Now, you know, and here's where the mojo is. When you're gathering together, and oftentimes we have to do this, you have to gather together and you have to share the problems and the difficulties. I've been in many of those, those meetings mm -hmm. and although they're important meetings the energy typically for me dips mm. right I begin to get a little saddened by the situation but when you're with your gathering with a variety of people that are like-minded that they're very diverse from you and you're saying what might we all collectively do mm -hmm. to make the Adventist Church the best yes. place yes. right now we have friends in a variety of other denominations and so forth and they were there as well learning and growing with their team but as our team gathered together and we thought about the Adventist family we thought about, man, what would be a great place for my children, my grandchildren to be a part of, and for me to be a part of, right? right? right. And that great gave us energy. So in many of our committee meetings, it's, it's about the problems, but in this gathering together around food, which added to it, hmm. we just, we said, man, this is an exciting thing. And from there, I think to your point, in regards to a tipping point, a spark, what, what we might imagine near to make the church the best place for all of right. us to grow together, began to spark in 2016, to which we have gathered here. Right, and as it spread through the nine unions here in North America, North American Division, um, the invitation actually you know trickled down to the Southwestern Union. Oh no no, not trickled down, trickled up, <laughs> trickled up. So, That's right. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. But as it uh, as it began to gain momentum, as it began to, the dream was shared by intergenerations saying, "Hey, we want to grow together as a church." That word, that dream, that that pursuit to be that church together reached the, the years of Pastor DeMorris. I just want to ask you, how were you first exposed mm -hmm. to Growing Young and what, you, what was your first impression mm -hmm. of, of, of what, you, what has been shared to you? Like, what was your first feeling? Can you share that with us? Well, thank you, Justin, for having us here and an uh, awesome discussion uh, this morning. Um, I was actually working here at the Texas Conference. Mm -hmm. I was executive secretary here, working with Elder Craig as part of the administration team. And we received a visit from Alan. <laughs> and, uh, and he came and said, we'd like to visit, talk with you all. And, and he gave us, he came with a little bag with some goodies inside. And inside was the book, Growing Young. Hmm. 
and um, you know we get books all yeah, the time yeah. we receive books here and there and so look at the book and he shared about the whole concept but um, I said well you know I'll take a look at the book read the book mm -hmm. and as I start reading the book I could not stop reading I told him mm -hmm. I yeah. read it almost in one scene wow. yeah. because it's so captivating because it's not prescriptive mm. it's not program driven mm -hmm. it's uh, the, 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 the richness of the research mm -hmm. Because you mentioned Roger Dudley, you know, his 10-year Paramount research, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just... But this is, is another piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so looking at this, I believe it was 10,000 hours of research, mm -hmm. 250 churches, you know, 1,300 people interviewed. And you start seeing that communities that have adopted this six core commitments, mm -hmm. not six core programs, not six core ideas, commitments. Mm -hmm where Jesus is at the center, mm -hmm. they, they grew. Right. And, and, and the word that he used so beautifully, vitality. Mm. Because when you involve the 15 to 29 year olds to this now new reality, mm. they bring vitality, they bring life, they bring creativity, they bring their passion, they bring their money, <laughs> right? <laughs> They because do. They, because have they, ha they, they have resources. Yeah, that's right. right? That's right. So, so they become part of this, uh, of this vital, vibrant church. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so one night then moved to the union. I said, how can we partner with our five other conferences? Mm -hmm. And not only partner with the idea of, uh, hey, here's a book. Uh, just, uh, you know, try to do something. We need to put our dollars mm -hmm. where our mouth is. And mm -hmm. so how can the union partner financially mm -hmm. to help our conferences to bring the summits, mm -hmm. to have our members exposed? Mm -hmm. And so um, we had our, our officers meetings with all of our presidents. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it was in Washington. Um, yeah, we were there in Washington. And I was able to expose our presidents. Not a, they have been exposed already, but exposed to the idea, how can the union support mm -hmm. this initiative, mm -hmm. this process? It's not a program, it's a process in, in our churches. Because if you look at around the union, as you visit around the union, you're going to see that our churches are growing older. Mm -hmm. Our churches and our 15, um, actually, when they graduate from high school, one every two are leaving the church. Mm -hmm. So how can we stop this door and have a way for uh, our churches to, again, grow this vital and beautiful uh, mission for Jesus? You know? So that is our commitment from the Southwestern Union, to That's see this happening and happening intergenerationally and interdepartmentally as well. Yeah. Yes. We want our departments to, yeah. to having this conversation, communications, stewardship, men's ministry. Hey, how can we all work together to make sure that this is, becomes a reality in our union? Amen to that. Amen. Um, I, we, I heard that you were able to meet with the conference presidents mm -hmm. and had that moment of interaction and engagement with the, the commitments of growing young. Just wanted to see what the response was, what the atmosphere was like, what the, what the, what the vibe was mm -hmm. among the conference presidents when they first heard about the core commitments of growing young. So, when I was invited to speak about Growing Young at the President's Retreat, mm -hmm. I called Alan and said, Alan, I need your help. You know, um, 
and he said, you know, can I fly with you? I said, well, maybe not this time, you know, can, but I need some, I need some pointers, I need some help. So, and he, you know, he gave me six books, you know, so that we could have that available for our presidents. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I, I had the presentation, gave the presentation to the presidents, all to the administrators there, and unanimously, mm. unanimously, I didn't, everyone says, we, we welcome this, we, we would like to partner with the union, we welcome any financial resources that can, the union can provide, mm -hmm. so we are on board with this. Mm -hmm. And so it was like a, all hands on decks, how, how can we make this happen? Right. And so we see this happening all around our union, Texaco, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, mm -hmm. Oklahoma, all, you know, Southwest region, all of them in their ways to uh, make this happen in a way that is uh, viable, vital for their conferences. Right, and that, 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 that rings true because when I first arrived here in Texas conference, I had the opportunity to meet you all mm -hmm. over at the union office, and we had our first meeting with Elder Larry, uh, Larry Moore and yeah. also the administration and began to pursue a course in which we can practically resource our churches to go on this journey together. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were partnering with the North Pacific Union who had mm -hmm. a cohort that was going on. Mm -hmm. Can you just tell us a little bit about that particular meeting itself mm -hmm. and the ensuing conference call that was made with the conference presidents mm -hmm. and how now we have a uh, few of our churches that are on this journey as we speak. Well, and, as, and when you came to the office and we talked about, and then, of course, we went to eat together. Right? Yeah, of course. Great conversations happen around meals, yes, right? Yeah, of course. Yes, of course. So we, we were talking about how can we make this happen, and we don't want to reinvent the wheel. Mm. Because the North Pacific uh, Union, they have invested so, so much, mm -hmm. so many resources, and, and they're so eager to collaborate. Mm. I love this word, this word collaboration. They're so eager to collaborate. Mm -hmm. So when we talk to Ben there at the North Pacific, he says, hey, you know, uh, how can we make this happen? You know, mm -hmm. how can we can create this? We can bring a group from, the, from your union, a couple of groups. And uh, so we start talking and envisioning, dreaming, how could this take place? Mm -hmm. So, um, and so that's when we began allocate resources. Mm -hmm. And then he says, hey, what about then if in the future you guys are exposed to this, then we can do summits in Texas or in the Southwestern Union. Mm -hmm. So um, this collaboration, it's so vital because once again, we don't want to be competing. You know, this is not about competition. This is not about how, how can my union you know, look better than the others. No, no, no. This, how can all the nine unions collaborate in the North America division mm -hmm. to make sure that growing young mm -hmm. is a vital part of, uh, a vital part of our mission here in this division. I'm gonna to add to that. The mm -hmm. Part of the real beauty of this, and a young adult said this to me as we were reflecting on our desires to see young people stay in the church or to be baptized, and it, as we were gathering together with other young adult pastors, uh, one, of the, one of the young adults said to, to us, is that a win for one of our churches is a win for all of us, yes. right? Yes. And so this idea of collaboration, the idea of sh sharing resources, mm -hmm. uh, the idea of us not reinventing the wheel, yeah. Um, I think it's this brand new idea in some ways, mm. but it's, it's this old, old idea called the body of Christ, yes. right? And so, I, you know, I, I really appreciated these conversations because whenever Elton takes us for a conversation, that means that we get to have a meal too, <laughs> right? Yeah, yes. But yes. the beauty of it is, is that you have not only young adults listening 
to youth directors and young adult pastors. You have administrators listening to pastors and young adults. And we're all beginning this process of listening and, and innovating and, and empathizing with one another. And again, I, I think that the growing young book, the growing young cohorts, all of these are wonderful tools. But ultimately what we're learning here is that we are stronger and better together Amen. than we are trying to compete as to who's going to get the most baptisms or which conference has the best tithe base. Friends, if one person comes to Jesus, it's a win for, for all everyone. of us. And yes. I really appreciate that in Elton. It's, it's that, that mentality that had him captivated with the book that's saying, aha, mm -hmm. this is something that we're all about. Mm -hmm. And when you shared it with the presidents, mm -hmm. resoundingly with them, they said, aha, yeah. this is what we're all, all about. Sorry for the interruption. Yes, photo record and on record, we just want to deeply appreciate the allocation yeah. of resources that was given by the Southwestern Union to sponsor up to 10 churches mm -hmm. here in Southwestern Union to go on this year-long journey together. Mm -hmm. And uh, we here at the Texas Conference were beneficiaries. I'm going to actually transition over to uh, Pastor Craig. Uh, before, uh, um, before any of this was going on, yeah. as, as one of the the initiatives and also the goals and objectives for Texas Conference was to grow young. I remember in my first interview with you that you had dreamed of really growing young as a conference. Can you take us through on a journey of what was on your mind as you thought about the whole growing young journey for Texas Conference, respectively? Yeah, and thank you, Justin, for inviting us to, to be here and have this conversation so important. But yeah, effectively nine years ago, it doesn't seem like it's that long ago, but nine years ago um, here in the conference, we began that journey to grow young. And as a former youth director, you know, you would expect me to have that, that vision to see how we could get the conference to have a younger demographic mm. and younger leadership mm. and a younger presence. And so we began, the first step we took was to grow the pastoral team mm. younger mm. across the board here in the conference. And we kept hearing from the division that, you know, in the next 10 years, 50% of our pastoral staff is going to be retiring. The church is going to be in chaos. Well, we said, well, we don't want to be in that situation in Texas. Let's get young. And so we went to work uh, recruiting. A large part of that goes to Elton. He was the uh, ministerial director back then mm -hmm. uh, before he became conference secretary and before he defected to the union. But um, he, uh, he was very instrumental being young himself mm -hmm. in recruiting younger pastors. Uh, Gary Brady was with us back then. He was very instrumental in yeah. that as well. And so I praise the Lord that if you look at the pastoral team across the board today, mm -hmm. it is younger than mm -hmm. most conferences. And that was intentional because we believed if you're going to attract the young adults and if you're going to give them leadership in the church, you have to have younger pastors mm -hmm. that uh, understand how they think and, and will go that direction. So that was the first step. And then uh, we, as Elton mentioned, we had the pastors meeting where after Alan's visit uh, that we were so grateful for, we were able to, to share with mm -hmm. all of the pastors mm -hmm. that vision for growing young. That was, to me, I don't yeah, know what you think, yeah. Elton, but that was, to me, the best mm -hmm pastor's retreat that we've ever, I won't say we've ever had, but uh, yeah. you know, at least yeah. in, in my bad. time, mm -hmm. it, it was very special. And we all came away with the vision, but more importantly, the drive mm. to continue the mission and what Arlington has been, been doing 
we are so um, proud of Arlington uh, as a church because they have, as Elton said, put their money where their mouth is mm. In, mm. in taking care of the children, the youth, and the young adults. Um, that is so important. You know, we see Google, that uh, billion-dollar industry. They give leadership to 20-somethings. Mm. Mm. Um, the U.S. Army mm. puts million-dollar equipment in the hands of 18-year-olds and 20-year-olds. Mm. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't the church? Mm you know, give the keys to young adults and, and see how God leads in that direction. So it's been a great journey so far, but we look forward to what's going to happen in the future because we know that this is only the beginning that we're going to see the fruits mm -hmm. of what had been put in place as we go forward. And can you go ahead and elaborate a little more on your, uh, your you know, dreams, wishes, and vision that the local church pastors can catch in their midst as it concerns the future of the church um, in, in, in terms of growing young. And we just talked about how it's, we're all in this together. We are growing together. We're the body of Christ together. How does that fit into the, the conference paradigm of letting every single pastor know that uh, the grand vision can be shared and then we can grow together? What would be your word to them? Okay, I'm, I'm going to jump in there, Justin, okay. because I will share this. I'm, I've got a I got a confession, testimonial, or an affidavit to share on Elder Craig here. Okay. Um, I was at the seminary doing some teaching in regards to young adult ministry, and for some reason this church in north central Texas was calling me and seeing if I would be willing to be their young adult pastor. And okay. I remember early on in that process, and even when I was first here, having some meals with Elder Craig. Okay. And he would just ask me questions and sit there and listen. And I already knew that he had a youth ministry background mm -hmm. and so forth, but it became evident as we went from ministerial meetings to various places where he was talking with administrators to even some of our pastoral meetings where he put it right on the line here. It says, our church, our church will die if we don't start doing things to nurture that next generation. Mm -hmm. This was before there was terminology for growing young and the six commitments and warm community and all those things. This is a part of the heart of an administrator who already has a vision trajectory mm. that everyone matters in the church. Now, mm. I'm going to make an important point here. Mm. Older generations especially matter to the church mm -hmm. because what we found in the research, the mm -hmm. Dudley research, my research, Barna Group, Ad, uh, Admins Millennial Research, even the Fuller Youth uh, Institute's research for growing young, is that young people thrive when there's an older generation that says, I see something in mm -hmm. you. I believe in you. When we bring that to young pastors, and we yeah. say, I see something in you. Well, yeah. well, I'm not a senior pastor. No, I see something with you. When right. Elton makes those visits to the seminary, when, when you talk with your young adult advisory mm -hmm. and your young adult pastors, when we do that for the next generations, going down even to the grandchildren, mm -hmm. it makes an indelible impact on them. Mm. And so I'm going to make this testimony that when I was here and I was, you know, man, should I go? Should I leave the seminary, teaching at the seminary to, to go back to the local field? When I saw the visionary heart of our president, mm. I said, okay, I'm in, mm. right? Mm. And when that happens, and I'm, this is to your point of vision, when our leadership, not just the youth directors, not the, just the people that have youth and young adult ministry background, but when our leaders say, I see something in this next generation, mm -hmm. we want them to not only attend church, we want them to be the church, mm -hmm. it makes a profound difference. I know it made a profound difference for me, even in my 30s, as I was coming here mm -hmm. to this, this wonderful, wonderful conference and union, mm -hmm. but I think that this idea of leaders having vision is so crucial. Totally agree, concur, mm -hmm. and I definitely resonate with what you're saying because that's been my experience ever since yeah. I came to Texas Conference. So. 
going to spring that back to you. Any word to the pastors out there? Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, we can look at it as complicated uh, as pastors and say, well, you know, how do I give leadership? How do I give um, uh, presence to the young adults in my church? I, I think that the more we think about it, we overthink it, it's more about just doing it mm -hmm. and allowing the young people to take the lead in many aspects of the church. I um, had a meeting last night, one of our Korean churches, mm. Justin, and um, you, your experience there in Atlanta <laughs> with the way that you brought on a new paradigm mm. to the Korean ministry, mm -hmm. with the way that you pastored there and brought the young people to the forefront, mm -hmm. it's, it's beginning to catch on mm. because you, you'll enjoy what I'm gonna say here. Last night when I got there to the meeting, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say which church it was, but uh, when I got there to the meeting, there were six elders mm -hmm. waiting for me. Mm -hmm. And um, two of them were older, and the other four were younger. Mm -hmm. And so they invited me in, we small talk and whatnot. Once we sat down for the meeting, the two older elders stood up and dismissed themselves. Mm -hmm. Think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. Here we're about to have a very serious conversation about the trajectory of the church and the church working with the conference as to moving forward, mm -hmm. the two older elders, probably in their 70s, who have been leaders there for at least 20 years since mm -hmm. I've been in this conference, mm -hmm. they stood up, had a prayer, and excused themselves mm -hmm. and said, Pastor Craig, you're going to be dealing with these elders. Yeah, wow. That's wow. the key wow. of growing young. Mm. When those of us who are older recognize at what time it's, it's time, mm -hmm to hand over the keys and give full, full leadership to that younger generation. So I'm having a conversation here. I was the old man in the room. I'm having a conversation with elders who are, the oldest one must have been 40, the youngest one must have been mid-20s. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And we're having this conversation about where they're wanting to go. And they left me speechless mm. with their presentation of where they needed to go. And I know that um, I'm going to have to arm wrestle my treasurer and the finance committee, but there's some things that we need to do mm -hmm. because here's a church mm -hmm. that's saying we don't want to just minister to our own young. Mm -hmm. We want to win young people in the universities around yeah. us Amen. who are not Adventists, mm -hmm. who need to know about the love of Christ, and this is how we want to do it. Mm -hmm. So when a church comes to you and tells you that, and it's young people nice. leading the charge, how can you not Energy. put money where your mouth is? And so mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. Amen to that. Oh, wow. And we're going to give uh, Pastor Damaris also a chance to speak to our pastors across the union mm -hmm. as to a word of encouragement, uh, a, a word of vision that mm -hmm. they can catch mm -hmm. as they continue on with their ministries for the local church. And then, yeah, and then we'll give uh, Pastor Allen also a I chance. I think the word that I like to give to our pastors is there's hope. Mm -hmm. There's hope. Because I believe that our churches are, are ready to embrace this intergenerational mode of, of working together. Mm. And, uh, and our pastors, uh, we are supporting you 100%. And we would like for not only 10 churches, we'd like to have more churches yeah. to go through this cohort. And, as, and we'll continue to invest even more to make this a reality. So you have our support and our commitment to make sure that we have this intergen intergenerational way of doing church mm. here in the Southwestern Union. Amen. Thank you for that. And as the Division Rep, Pastor Martin, <laughs> do you have... Uh, <laughs> yes. 
Do you have a word for our pastors across the division? Yeah, well, this is what I want to share. It's that um, not only for the pastors, but especially for the older generations, especially for our administrators, our parents, mm -hmm. this is the, really the key in, or, in order to make this thing spark, is that if we have this belief that we're here and we're stronger together and we're better together, then you have a role. Older generations have a role in the lives of young people. Mm -hmm. That's been shown all throughout the scriptures as being the best way to pass on the legacy of grace and goodness to the next generation. Mm -hmm. When that stops, then our young people flail. And when we stop relating to one another, the movement grows older, mm -hmm. <laughs> grows more stagnant. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever seen some of these churches with lots of young people, it's hard to keep up with them. Mm -hmm. But man, what a ride. So I want to encourage you, if you're of the, you know, if you're older than the young adults or the youth in your group, you are, you are seen by the next generations as the church. So when you look at them and you, 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 you say to them, tell me more, or you, you look at them and you say, I see something in you. Mm -hmm. Or maybe even the best thing is, is not to say anything and just ask questions and simply listen. Mm -hmm. It offers us an opportunity to build relationships that only you can build. Sometimes it's a elder mm -hmm. that's doing that listening. Sometimes it's a pastor. Yes, absolutely. Pastors are des desperately needed to be instrumental to this. But it is those older members that are wiser and have a trajectory that they'd love to see the Adventist family have that are so crucial to making this happen. So this is what we call church revitalization and that vitality mm -hmm is all the way around. Yeah. I don't know about you, I'm at the age now where, um, um, you know, sometimes I just, I like to go to bed at a certain time. Mm -hmm. I don't want to stay up late. Mm -hmm. mm. Sometimes I need a certain type of food so that my body will agree with me, right? Yeah. Mm. Right? We need those young people that can eat at IHOP at two o'clock in the morning after and they've done on going. that yeah. done homeless ministries or they've done this over there and they've yeah. done these crazy things to reach out and do the gospel of Jesus in the unearthly hours of us staid and older and stabilized people. Hey friends, like our, our dear colleagues have said here, just bring me the receipt after you go to IHOP. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go to bed at nine o'clock. You guys can get home at three o'clock. Mm -hmm. Just bring me the receipt. We'll process we'll the receipt. We'll take care of that. Mm. But we need each other mm. in order for this to, to happen. And so that's my plea to the local churches, the leadership in our local churches, is that Growing Young Adventists is here to cheer, support, and resource you. Mm. We're not trying to put anything on you. We're not trying to program you. We're not going to try and tell you this is, this is, the, magic, this is the magic wand. This is a place where your church can have the vitality that will not allow, not only allow your younger generations to grow in your church, but allow all of us, all generations, mm -hmm. to grow together. We're not pushing anybody away. We're no, going no, no. to bring everybody together. Yes. Team effort. Team effort. And it's going to take all of us to finish the work. We know that the latter rain will be poured out to both the old and younger generation. Joel 2 tells us that it will be poured out to both the young men and Amen. the old men, men and women. And we are in this together, and we will only finish the work if we choose to grow together. Yeah. Uh, this wraps up our first session. We'll meet you on the next one with our youth directors from the South Western Union Conference. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>